Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for always showing up for yourself. And today we have Shelly. We are in different scopes of the United States, coast to coast. And we are super excited to have her here sharing who she is, where she was, where she's going. So welcome, Shelly. How are you doing? Thank you, Monica. I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be here. Very happy to have you, right? And we're going to cut the chase because, you know, more and more, there is more meat to the stories that we that we want to learn, right? And I don't have time to be, you know, playing around. I want to know what are we going to teach the listeners with your story, right? So we're going to mm. dive in, full in, into... Who is Shelly? Yes. Who is Shelly? I think I could spend a whole hour talking about that, right? <laughs> um, but I think I'll focus on, on really my purpose and mission in this world, which is to help women feel empowered in their careers, feel that they have the tools and the confidence to create careers that they love on their own terms that support a really full life outside of work and that give them the meaning and the impact that they are really desiring in their life and as part of as part of their own purpose um so that's that's like me and my yeah my bigger purpose and vision for the world is really just seeing women loving their careers and throwing out, like before we just started recording, you said not having to fit into a box, right? Women breaking free from the box and creating their own path in their careers. I love it. I love it. So how, how are we accomplishing that? But before we get to that question, what, why decided to accomplish that? What is the story behind you wanting to focus on that? Yeah, um, so many pieces of my story, but I think it all starts at the very beginning of my career when I pursued a career in finance, a degree in accounting, and I hated it. Hated it. Um, yeah. And it was really challenging for me to go to a job that didn't feel fulfilling, didn't feel like it was aligned with what I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it was something that made a lot of sense on paper, right? It looked prestigious. I was hired in an amazing company, an amazing training program. People were like, oh my gosh, good for you. And inside, it was horrible, right? I wasn't happy. I was really, really sad and stressed out. And um, the first thing that I really did for myself was pursue a different path that I was more passionate about and that felt more aligned with my skill set and my strengths and just felt more 
natural versus, you know, a fish swimming upstream. So I transitioned from finance into HR. Mm. And I think the first part of this story is that a lot of people told me it's not a good idea to switch. You're not going to get the opportunities in HR. You know, don't do it. Stay this in this finance thing that's much more practical, much more. There's more opportunities. It makes more sense on paper. So that was one side of the messaging. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of the messaging was from people who questioned whether I would be successful in HR, Mm -hmm. whether I had what what it took to be successful. And it ended up, you know, I persisted and I was really clear that I was passionate about this. I felt like it was aligned for me. And um, eventually someone was willing to take a chance on me. And I had the opportunity to prove myself and also experience it. But I just think of people who are getting those messages and they stay in the job that they don't like, or they believe Mm -hmm. it when people tell them that they might not have what it takes to be successful. And I truly believe that you, if you have a passion or desire for something, it's for a reason and you have what it takes to make it happen. And that if we obsess with, or if we limit ourselves mm-hmm. to the practical path, we also limit ourselves to the magic that can unfold when we pursue things that actually feel aligned with us. Mm-hmm. Well, and that comes from fear, right? Fear of rejection, right? Fear of um, getting out of the comfort zone, right? Fear of not knowing what is on the other side, right? Because there has been these uh, voices talking to us that are are not healthy, right? And, and then comes doubt, self-doubt. And that's what a lot of people call now the, the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome yeah. kicks in, right? So I, I think, I think, you know, um, it is really important that that gut feeling, we always need to follow it, right? Because 98% of the time, it is right. It is okay to consult. It is okay to ask for opinions. But at the end of the day, the, the decision has to be yours and yours alone, right? And, and a lot of people... Um, you know, stay stagnant or, or have this fear because they were always taught that they had to do something specifically that way, right? Um, and that's why we have so many suicides. That's why we have so many mm. people with depression, anxiety, you know, people that, you know, divorces, even, even you know, it has, we have a lot of kids that are told, no, 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 from the moment that they're born and they become adults and they still believe that they were, they can, they can do anything because they were told no so many times. So, you know, it is kind of like our, our uh, trauma inherited through like times and times and times again, right? Um, so that's really, 
really cool that you were able to step out of that zone and challenge yourself and, and not believe because not everybody has that opportunity, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel really lucky and it changed things for me. And that was just the first pivotal moment of many, you know? Yes. So like after that, the biggest lesson I learned was about having balance in my career and how that was my responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, it is all of our responsibilities. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing the thing I love. I saw, thought that would solve all the problems. Yeah. And you, your work can still take over your life, even if you love it, or maybe even more so if you love it. <laughs> more so if you love it. I can tell you that much. Yes. You no, know, it is this time and I'm still here, right? And I Yes, I that's right. I do have responsibilities, but at least, you know, um we smile doing it and we get gratification because that's the other thing, right? Um when people are not aligned with what is that they feel um whatever fills their cup, right? Just to put it in simple words. Mm -hmm. um, there is no sense of gratification or um, a sense of accomplishment. And that's where the problems start to happen. And that's where, you know, so many people need coaches. So many people, you know, write books, right? Because it is always something that lingers around for some reason. I don't think we can L always be out of that zone I think there are moments that that comes back to you depending on the situation that you are in depending the change that you are experiencing right because every yeah. change every 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 new stage or has my friends some of my friends will say this the new season that you're starting um you mm. know comes with its challenges and you need um that support and you need to overcome in order to continue to feel that gratification that satisfaction that accomplishment because if you don't feel that that's when everything starts triggering down, you know, your anxiety, your self-doubt, your mm -hmm. anything negative that you start feeling. And people have a tendency to portray those self-feelings into others when someone else has more courage than them to take in a step, right? Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about how are you helping people overcome yeah. So right now I work with women one-on-one -on -one, and I also have a group program that's currently running. Yeah. Second cohort is starting in June. Yay. And <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so I have a three-part method that I go through with all of my clients. Um, it's called the embody method. E is for energy. M is for mindset, and then body is the last piece. So I find that it's most important to start this work toward career confidence and fulfillment mm -hmm. by getting really clear on who you are and where you're going. 
So doing a deep dive into your values, your strengths, your purpose, and what your bigger vision is for your life and career. And this is such important foundational work for all of us. And it's something that I didn't even do myself until I started doing my coaching training. So I think bringing this to women and providing, yeah, providing the opportunity to do that Mm self-exploration and get clear on what do I need to thrive yeah. What I call it the energy month because when we honor these parts of us, yeah, we become more energized and we get clear on what is draining our energy hmm. and the steps that we need to take to protect our energy, which is really one of our most valuable resources. Like they say time is the most valuable resource, but how you spend your time is how you use your energy. Mm-hmm. And you can use your your time doing things that fuel your energy, or you can spend it doing things that drain you. So that's where I start with my clients. And then once they have that vision of where they want to go, and by the way, it's an ongoing journey, right? Your mm-hmm. values might change, your purpose might change, your vision might change. Mm-hmm. But once you have the tools to constantly be checking in on that exploration, it gives you a really solid foundation to, to move through life with. So mm-hmm. after that, we have the vision. We go into mindset. We get clear on, like you said, the voices in the head, right? We all have like the angel and the devil on our shoulder and like probably 100%. different <laughs> devil voices saying some combination of things. And so we get clear on like what what are the limiting beliefs that you have? What are those voices that are holding you back, keeping you in your comfort zone mm-hmm. and preventing you from being the woman to step into your vision? And so we really get clear on creating that mindset um, that is needed to, to start to create different results. And then after the mindset piece, we go into the final month, which is about connection to yourself. Okay. Connection to your intuition, building that self-trust, stepping into your confidence and really refining the tools that we've, you know, built up to that point to step into the vision and the next version of yourself and start to make those changes happen that you desire in your career. I love it. I love it. And I think the most important thing is that it's a tool that you constantly have to do. Do you, do you recommend them to practice it on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? What, what, is, the, what is the practice? Because consistency yeah. is everything, right? So, mm-hmm. so what do you recommend them um, to, to, like, to do? Yeah. With each client, it's different. They have the different things that stick and work for them. So um, it depends on where we are in our journey. But Mm -hmm. one simple thing that makes a huge difference is a gratitude practice. I love starting there with all clients as like the very first homework. 
even the thing that you hate, right? If your job is driving you crazy, can you find two things that you are grateful for in your current job? Is it that it pays for your car? It pays for your utilities. It allows your kids to go to summer camp, you know, whatever. Like, is it that it's giving you the, you know, necessary experience for the next thing? Like, how can you be grateful for two things about where, where you are right now? Mm-hmm. And then gratitude for one thing that hasn't happened yet. Mm. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Yes. Yes. Huh. One thing that has not happened yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just a simple thing that will change, change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that having a daily practice, even if it's just five minutes, of meditation or journaling to do a little reflection, a little connection with yourself. I think that's also extremely impactful. Okay. All right. That's awesome. I've heard the journaling before, but grateful for someone that, for something that has not happened yet, that kind of caught my attention. Yeah. I I like that. It's manifestation, right? Yeah. 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 I love it. So how... How did you evolve every single time that you work with someone else, right? Like, because there is, of course, helping others uh, Mm -hmm. achieve that goal. But how does it change you every single time that, that you were? I know you've probably never been asked that question before. No, this isn't a question, but I love it because I am touched by every single one of my clients. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I think a big part of it is that I see a piece of me in them, mm. right? We're all so connected and they are likely attracted to me because yeah. they see themselves in the content that I share and my story that I share. And yeah. as I'm working with them and they are overcoming their challenges, I see pieces of myself even today, mm-hmm. you know, in, in their struggles. So I think, um, I think it actually helps me have compassion for myself Good. because it's so easy to have compassion for others in their struggles and yeah. support them and tell them how great they are and that it's all going to be okay. And it doesn't come as naturally to speak to ourselves the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish I would be like, yeah, it's so easy for me to, to have positive self-talk, but it's not always the case. So when I see them yeah. in their struggle and I see how easy it is for me to believe in them and have compassion and encouragement, I'm like, I got this too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's really helpful. And I think each client challenges me to consider different approaches and perspectives okay. because we are all a little bit different and mm-hmm. we're, you know, wired and motivated by different things. And so to really support someone, you have to be very present to yeah. what they need, what's resonating. And, um, it helps me grow. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. How do you practice compassion with yourself? Mm, I was just <laughs> talking. I was just talking to a friend about this. Good. I want to know. 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, man, this like shame, this self shame, it's like really hard. And, um, actually what's been helping me lately is a connection with a higher power. Okay. And I've never really been religious. I still don't consider myself religious, but knowing that there is a higher power, whether for you that's God, goddess, the universe, the divine, whatever you call it. Um, And I just really believe that that power sees the best for me and loves all parts of me and deeply accepts and forgives, you know, all my imperfections. And so I'm like, well, if God can, can love me for all those things, I can love me for all those things. Right. Right. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And I know, I know, um, these are not questions you were prepared to to have, but I think it's always very important. Um, it is hard for us to talk about our own, you know, day to day, our own practice, especially for like coaches, right? Because you guys have to fill your cup too. And sometimes it's really hard because you have to be prepared for everything and everybody that comes your way. So I am always very curious when I'm interviewing someone that do the type of job that you do, you know, Mm -hmm. how is that you fill your cup and how is that you practice all these things in order to be able to help someone else? Because it could get very lonely at times where, you know, you're seen as this person of providing guidance, but who is providing that to you? And how do you hold yourself accountable to things, right? So thanks for sharing. I I really, really appreciate it. Um, How do you incorporate, how would you say, you know, your upbringing uh, before this situation happened and you took this curse, how do you feel that that maybe shaped you um, indirectly to who you became today and what you're performing today? Yeah. One thing that I'm really grateful for in my upbringing is that I always believed anything was possible for me. Mm. Good. Yes. So although like at times my parents were definitely more encouraging of the conventional path, yeah, I was very much brought up feeling that I could do anything. And yeah. I still believe that to this day. And sometimes I think that's like, it's my strength and it's my weakness in, in one because I believe in myself and I'm like so committed to visions and sometimes I can overcommit myself to what I think is possible. And, Mm -hmm. um, I might have some like wild expectations. (laughs) So I, my parents, um, both, you know, came from not having very much and they created, you know, um, impressive and like full lives and careers and financial resources for themselves. And so I really felt I can do it too. Yeah. And, and so I appreciate that. And I really appreciate them being the example for that Mm -hmm. for me. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. So what would you say will be a message of empowerment for women that are going to transitions or are thinking, um, changing careers or are going through the same type of issue that you had? Um, and how can you help them? Yeah. Yeah. I would tell them that as you're approaching a transition, you get to choose between the discomfort of what you know or the discomfort of pursuing what you don't know yet. Mm. And just reminding you that there's going to be discomfort either way. You already know the result of staying where you are. Don't underestimate the possibility of what could happen okay. if you pursue the other discomfort. Um, yeah, because I think so often we think, oh, where I am is fine. It's okay. I'll just stay here. And we forget that it's actually a point of stress for us every day if we're not fully mm -hmm. happy. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I think that is would be my advice. And in terms of how I can help them, um, I, I mean, I have my one-on-one -on -one and group coaching support, but the advice that I would give is to just be really clear to, to spend that time creating a vision for your life okay. and it, use it as a North star as you take steps. Because we don't go from zero to 120 seconds, right? It's right. incremental steps along the way that get us there. Yeah. But when we are anchored in our bigger purpose or our bigger vision, the, the direction of those steps becomes a lot more clear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you, Shelly, being here today, sharing your story, sharing your tools, yeah. you know, making yourself available to those women there. I think that can resonate with what you went through and how you overcame that. And, you know, I think more and more we are seeing um, women, especially, uh, taking that leap. So I am glad that someone like you is here to help them do that because it's really necessary and it's important to have that support while that transition is happening. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me, Monica. Where people can find you. Can you tell us? Yes. I am primarily on LinkedIn at Shelly K is my name on there. S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. K-A-Y. Um, I am also on Instagram. Hey, Shelly K. And I have a website, ShellyKCoaching.com. Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. That's Shelly for you. Please make sure that if you are in the process of transition, you want to talk to someone, reach out to her. And again, I hope that you learned something from her story. Have an amazing night. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in today.